Well, everyone, welcome to South Beach Church online services at home with your family. Pastor Luke Frechette here coming to you live at the South Beach Church. So excited to be here. As a matter of fact, man, throughout this quarantine time, I've actually only been to the church a half dozen times. And every time I walk in here, man, my, my eyes start to leak a little bit as I remember what we used to do here. And let me just encourage you. One day we'll be back. We'll be back here at church. Okay, it's going to happen. You guys know that just this last week and today's Thursday where I'm filming this, and today was the day that our governor allowed Lincoln County to move into phase one. And so now we get to watch phase one lead to phase two. And phase one means you can meet with 25 people or less, so that doesn't have any bearing on our at-the-warehouse gathering. But it does allow us to see us move into home groups and life groups and watch groups. So super excited about that. And more stuff will be coming out on our website about how you can invite people over to your house and people that you know and are fellowshipping with and you can watch these services online at your house. So super excited about that. But for the meantime, we're gonna continue to trust the Lord. Listen, that no matter where you're at, He's right there. Man, I have gotten in my car before and I've driven all the way to Portland to the Moda Center for a Hillsong concert and stood in line and thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people and I've gone in there to seek the Lord and you know what happened? I found the Lord. It was amazing. We were there. It was so powerful. It was so legit. With all the people, I've done that. I've also gotten up early in the morning by myself with my headphones, a cup of coffee, a Bible and a journal. And I've gone into the mountains with, with no one else to seek the Lord. And you know what happened? Man, the Lord was there. He's there. He's there right in the midst, no matter where you are. And let me just make sure you hear this right now. I want to get back to the building. Okay, because I, I, I enjoy it. But I believe that the Lord is testing me and is challenging us to seek him and to find him no matter where we are, no matter what we get. So that way, when we come back to the building and there's three services and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, you're there for him and for his presence and to receive from him to be a blessing to others. And so that way right now during this time you can learn to press in and to seek his face and to find him no matter what. And so let me just challenge you. Have you found the Lord during this quarantine time, this shelter in place? Have you been able to sense his presence? Have you gone on a walk? Have you prayed with your family? Have you taken communion? Have you done the things that maybe you haven't been able to do at church with the church at your own house? Has that happened yet? I would just encourage you, man, don't miss the opportunity to press in to the things of God while we still have time. That's my encouragement to you guys, is that you would press into the things of God because he's right there with you. Well, before we get into Nehemiah chapter four, we were in Nehemiah chapter two and then chapter three, and now we're gonna get into chapter four. Just a few more reminders that all of our teachings and resources are online, southbeachchurch.org. You can sign up there for the Pastor Marty newsletter and for Pastor Bo's Sunday School downloads. You can get that sent to your house every single week, and so you can find out where the young adult group is meeting, and all that stuff is online, and so you can find out how to lead a watch party at your house and how you can give, and all that stuff's there. And don't forget to continue to read through our five by five reading program. Right now we're in in uh, uh, May 17th, and so that would be Romans 2. Oh man, if you're late, you're not late, just get to Romans 1 and catch up with us. We're in the book of Romans right now, and it is gonna be so refreshing to get Romans under our belt once again. So, hey, you know what though? I want you guys to take your Bibles. Before we go into a time of worship, before we go into a time of experiencing the Lord, I want you to experience the Lord with me in the scriptures. And in Nehemiah chapter four, 
Nehemiah finds himself after the walls had been kind of outlined. We saw that last week, Nehemiah 3. And now in Nehemiah 4, something crazy happens. The production and should I say the construction keeps going around the walls and they actually complete them. Not to the highest of heights, it's halfway done in its height form, but they're completed. And it's the rebuilding of the spirit. They've been saved and they've been protected in the temples there, but they've got some rebuilding to be done. And I just want to remind you and me, we're not done yet. God's still working on you. He's still building you up. I've been doing this now for over 20 years. I just had a birthday last week. And as I look at myself in the mirror, my spiritual mirror, that is the word and God's spirit in my spirit, I realize there's still work to be done. And so I want to read to you some verses out of Nehemiah 4 to encourage you before we go into what we're going to do next today. See, I don't know if you notice the people behind me. That's the South Beach Church staff. A few of them aren't here yet, but we're all going to be gathering and you're going to hear from them about what God is doing in them and through them as well. Because it's not just about Nehemiah. It's Nehemiah and the rest of the people of God. And that's how God is raising up the church right now. It's not just Pastor Luke or Pastor Ryan or a few others. Man, God wants to let the light so shine before men and get the salt out of the shaker. And we see the challenges that come up for Nehemiah and the teamwork that is evidenced and the construction and the directives that are given. So check this out. Here's what it says in verse one. It says, but it so happened. I've got that circled and highlighted. It's so weird. But it so happened because they're building the walls and it's all good. But it so happened. In other words, something happened. And it says, when Sanballat heard that they were rebuilding the wall, he was furious and very indignant and he mocked the Jews. And he spoke before his brethren and the army of Samaria. And he said this, and he asked five questions in a row. This is crazy. It's belligerent. This is YouTube worthy. Listen to what this guy says. He's an enemy of God's people and anything godly in the rebuilding that was happening. Here's his five questions in succession. It says, what are the feeble Jews doing? Question number one, what are they doing? What are they doing? And it's such a, it's such a good question. Listen, for the enemy to condescendingly use toward you. Whenever you try and do something good, what are you doing? Oh, I don't know. What am I doing? And you just want to quit. What are you doing? It's a, it's a no brain question. There's no substance to it, but it's what the enemy uses. Slow you down. Stop you. Getting up early. Reading the book of Romans. Repenting of your sin. Starting to journal. Starting to do something right. Starting to be kind to your spouse and date them or disciple. What are you doing? One of the most commonly used tactics of the enemy is condemnation, just condemning you. He can't, he's not gonna touch you or mess with you. He's just gonna, just gonna whisper in your ears. This guy, Tobiah Samblad, he, he stands up and the first thing he asks is, what are these feeble Jews doing? I've got feeble circled, you know why? Because the Jews then, that group, and they weren't builders, they weren't leaders, they were feeble. You know what though? God loves to use feeble people, that is, not the strongest, not the biggest, not the best, not the smartest, not the fastest, not the richest, but the most available. So if you fit that, I love ministering in Lincoln County because you know why? Bunch of real people, just real homies, guys and gals. And let me tell you something right now. If you're feeble, if, you're, if you can't do it, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. He goes on the second question. Will they fortify themselves? He just asked that question. Will they become strong? You who are weak, you find your strength in the Lord. And you've got to ask yourself, do you, what's the answer to your strength? Where are you drawing your strength? Is it yourself? No, no, it's the Lord. And the third question he asks them is, will they offer sacrifices? 
They wanted to get back to offering sacrifices. And I love how he asked this question. Because if you're like me, you know your spirituality could grow, couldn't it? You could be more spiritual. But are you really going to become a worshiper? Are you really going to become one of those people that raise your hands and close your eyes and tear up? Are you going to become one? No. Or yes. The Lord wants you and me to move closer and deeper into our worship. The enemy doesn't. He doesn't want you to get closer to the Lord. He wants you to move further back. Earlier today, I was busy. Lots of stuff and, you know, busy, busy, busy. And the Lord encouraged me at one point. He said, Luke, get on your knees. Get on your knees and pray. Now, that's, for me, a form of worship. And so I did it. I got on my knees and I began to pray. You know what happened next? Peace, joy, clarity, strength, and purpose. The enemy doesn't want you to be a worshiper. Sanblat asks, are you guys going to worship? Then he goes on to say this. Fourth question, will they complete it in a day? Will there ever be an end to this project? Am I ever going to be done? I thought I'd be further along than now. And you might ask yourself those questions right now. He goes on with his fifth question. This is an important one. Will they revive the stones from the heaps of rubbish? Stones that are burned? He asked this question, which has a lot of clarity. They can't even build the walls with the materials that are available because they're all burned up anyways. And let me just remind you, the Lord loves to rebuild that which has been burned down. The Lord loves to revive that which has fallen to death. The Lord loves to rescue that which has been lost. The attempts of the enemy are to discourage you, to confuse you, to lie to you, to condemn you. And the Lord says, no, no, I want to speak truth to you. Well, this is what Sanballat did. Look at Tobiah verse three. Now Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him. And he said, he brings in some more condescension. He says, whatever they build, if even a fox goes up on it, he will break down their stone wall. These guys are a bunch of trash talkers. Even if you guys build a little wall, a fox will knock it down. Verse four, important, Nehemiah's response. He prays, he prays. And can I just tell you guys right now, I worked hard all day, but it wasn't until I prayed that I really sensed things opening up, that I got a little clarity and a little vision. Let me just give you a little rule. Here's the rule that I work by. Pray as if it depended completely on God and then work as if it completely depended upon you. You gotta do both. You can't do one or the other. You have to pray as if it all depends upon God. But then he wants you to do your part. Look at verse four, here's the prayer. It says, hear, O our God, for we are despised. Turn their reproach on their own heads. Give them as plunder to a land of captivity. Do not cover their iniquity and do not let their sin be blotted out from before you for they have provoked you to anger before the builders. This brings new light to pray for your enemies. <laughs> but for real, Nehemiah prays for these guys. He's like, Lord, get them. That's a valid prayer, by the way. If people are bothering you right now or things are against you or things are big or things are tough, can I just encourage you? Carry those burdens to the Lord in prayer. Give it to the Lord. Let the Lord deal with that person. Maybe it's your kids. Pray for them. Maybe it's your spouse. Pray for them. Maybe it's a real person that's just under your skin. Man, let the Lord deal with it because A, he loves them more than you do. He has more wisdom than you do and you'll just mess things up. Well, Nehemiah prays for his enemies in this way. Look at verse six. It says, so... We built the wall and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height for the people had a mind to work. Stop right there. Eyes up here. This is the story. It's the real miracle story of a real bad time in the days of Nehemiah 
when things were out of order and things weren't going right. And you know what he did? He prayed and he worked and they watched the Lord provide. The wall was completed up to half its height. That means that the circle around Jerusalem was completed. It wasn't done, but it was connected. They were protected now after he prayed and after he worked. The walls had been down for over 100 years. It was impossible. And right now, maybe during this house arrest, quarantine, shelter in place, and phase one and opposition, economic uncertainty, maybe there's some things that just seem impossible to you. And you lost your job. You lost your, your, your savings. You lost your, your position. You lost your power. You lost your peace. It's impossible. With God, all things are possible. And we see this story here. All of a sudden, the walls are, and the gaps are brought together and they're brought because, it says in verse six, for the people out of mind to work. And can I just encourage you, we're gonna listen to the staff in just a little bit here on some of the things they've been working on and some of the things they've been doing behind the scenes. And I wanna encourage you, keep working. Keep working. You know why? Because the Lord's not done working. He's always working. Even when you can't see him, he's working. And I want you guys to keep working and not get lazy and not grow weary, to use the Bible word, in well-doing. Look at verse seven. It says, now it happened when Sanballat, this is crazy, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashadites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored and that the gaps were beginning to be closed, <laughs> that they became very angry. There's nothing new under the sun, man. There's always going to be haters. There's always going to be people that are negative against the things that you're doing for the Lord. And that negativity might actually begin right up in your own mental committee. You guys have a mental committee? A bunch of people up there talking? Listen, you need to know what the Lord wants you to do and keep doing it. Even if it's hard, even if it didn't work immediately that, per that first day, keep going. These guys have these enemies that come out. Look at verse nine or verse eight. They were very angry and all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion. I honestly don't have time to develop this idea of confusion. But the Bible declares in Proverbs chapter 29, right around verse 18, that when you have prophetic vision or when you know what God wants you to do through his word, through his spirit, then you have clarity. If you don't know what God wants you to do, you cast off restraint and you start doing dumb, dumb stuff. This enemy attack is no different than the enemy attack we face, where we would just be confused. What am I doing? What's my value? What's my worth? What's it matter? And we start to cast off restraint. Or you can say, no, I matter. My role matters as a husband or a wife or as a man or a woman. I matter. I've got a 12-year-old, a 10-year-old, and an 8-year-old. And one of the things that is my job as their dad is to instill in them identity in Christ, that they matter, that their lives matter. God made them with a purpose. Because if they know that their lives matter, listen, they won't be confused they will be confused when the world says this or that or the other thing or the enemy comes and tries to bait them into some sort of sin. They'll know, uh-uh, I know what's going on. The tactic of the enemy doesn't change. They just wanted to bring confusion. Look at verse nine. It says, nevertheless, we made our prayer to our God and because of them, the enemy, because of the attack, because of the opposition, we prayed. And because of them, we set a watch against them day and night. Again, they prayed and then they worked. They prayed, Lord, protect us. Lord, provide. Lord, do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Then they went to work providing, protecting, and doing it. They set a watch all the way around. And I just want to encourage you guys, man. Ask the Lord to bless you in your marriage, okay? And then pursue your spouse in marriage. 
Ask the Lord to bless you right now in the raising of your kids and then raise your kids. Ask the Lord to bless you in your finances and then start to save and start to work hard or whatever it is. You pray and then work and the Lord's gonna bless you. I got a few more verses and we're gonna go into a time of worship. It says right here in verse 10, then Judah said, the strength of the laborers is failing and there's so much rubbish that we're not able to build the wall. And our adversary said, they will neither know nor see anything till we come into the midst and they cause the work to cease. So it was when the Jews who dwelt near them came that they told us 10 times from whatever place you turn, they will be upon us. Stop right there. I just need you to see what's, this is crazy. Poor Nehemiah, dude. He gets there. He's got haters. He's got critics. He's got enemies. And then all of a sudden, Judah, man, pump the brakes, time out, flagrant foul, challenge flag. Judah stands up. Judah's on the, he's on his team. He's a good guy. Judah starts to complain. <laughs> Judah starts to bellyache. We can't do it. It's too tough, Nehemiah. It's too tough. And then he gets other word from other adversaries. I just, let me just summarize it this way. It's always going to be something. You who are in charge, you who are leading right now, your own life. I think of some of you single guys and gals out there. I think of David Martinez and Kevin Caseda and, and my friends, these guys. You, you're leading primarily yourself, your leader. And you gotta know, you know what? No matter what I feel, no matter what I sense, I gotta know where God is guiding me and directing me. No matter what my peers are doing or what the enemy is tempting me to do, Judah starts to bellyache and whine and the enemy starts to increase. It says though in verse 13, and these are the final verses I wanna close with. It says, therefore, I positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings. Stop right there and just consider. Nehemiah is smart. He says, these are the areas that are most weak. This is where we need to have the men ready to go so the enemy doesn't come in and mess with us. And in your own lives, man, what's, what are those areas that are most important to you? The, the areas that need the most attention. Give that attention over to those areas and trust the Lord for the process. He went on to say, and I set the people according to their families with their swords and their spears and their bows. This isn't just a couple of guys, it's everybody. Verse 14, and I looked and I arose and I said to the nobles and to the leaders and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. I'm gonna end with that thought. The great book of Nehemiah, a rebuilding book, a book about God's faithfulness in the midst of adversity, in the midst of confusing times. Guys, how much more relevant could it get? Right now we are in confusing times and there is challenges and there's difficulties and confusion. We don't know what's happening next, but we do know our Lord. And so as a matter of fact, as we segue now into worship and before we get to the panel of discussion and talk to our staff, Pastor Ryan and his team have put together a, a worship set, a, a video that is designed to bring you closer to the Lord right there in your living room, right over where you're at and to allow you to experience the Lord and his goodness. And, and as we worship the Lord with our hearts, we also wanna worship our Lord with our eyes. Matter of fact, this video is gonna have a bunch of clips from some of the things that God has allowed us to experience here at South Beach Church in, in the past. Some things that he's already done for us. One of the main problems with the children of Israel walking through the wilderness as they were delivered from Egypt is they forgot how good God had been. And I don't wanna forget, I'm gonna be honest. 
man, every once in a while during this time of quarantine, I'll just wake up and I'm like, oh, whatever, dude. It's, it, it, has it ever been good? Is it ever worth it? And, and these crazy thoughts. And then the Lord reminds me, Luke, do you not remember what I've done? In worship, one of the greatest expressions of worship is to recall all that God has done and to thank him for it and say, Lord, even though now I might be confused, I might be unemployed, I might be frustrated right now, you're so good. And I remember how good you've been. And so guys, during this time, I, I just encourage you, turn the music up, turn the distractions down if you can at all, okay? If you can't do it right now during this live preview or premiere, come back later and watch it again. Just worship the Lord. This is what he wants from me. I'm gonna pray for you guys right now before we head, head into worship. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name with thanksgiving for your goodness, Lord. Lord, even as the rain is starting to descend upon the building right now, Lord, you're just so faithful. We need the rain. We got plenty of it in Newport, we, that's enough. But Lord, we need the rain and that's, your, that's what you do. You've been so good. And right now, in Jesus' name, I declare, Lord, your faithfulness over this congregation, over this county, over, Lord, this country, you are faithful, even when we are faithless. Lord, because you can't deny yourself. And I thank you for who you are and what you've done. And as we go to worship now, Lord, would you sensitize our hearts tenderize our spirits, remind us and lead us and guide us, Lord. Calm and remove all of the confusion and all the chaos and all the pressure that's not, Lord, from you, but instead from the enemy. And may we find ourselves saying, oh yeah, <laughs> my God knows what he's doing. You're the one, Lord, who's with us in the fire. You're the one who's with us when the water rises. You know what you're doing. And so Jesus, lead us into this time of worship, we pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Set free, there is a cross that bears the burden. 
Should I 
Red Sea party. Well, it must have been real shallow. I think it was real shallow, and there might have been a wave, and maybe some wind, and they walked over. They, they waded through. That's not what it says. Then they passed through on dry ground. <laughs> Miracle. <laughs> My kids believe it. I believe it. God said it. I believe it. And that settles it. And Jesus wants us to understand that as we approach him, he wants us to have that childlike faith. Because a childlike faith allows for us then to receive the promises of God. And when you receive the promises of God, you can enjoy the reality of God. Until you receive the promises of God, you won't be able to really enjoy the reality of God. Well, everyone, I hope you guys enjoyed that time of worship. I know one of the things that is challenging is to continue to connect with the Lord no matter where you're at, whether you're at home with a few people or maybe on your phone by yourself or maybe you're having a watch party and there's a bunch of people or maybe you're like me and you want to get back to the church and want to connect with all the people. Either way, let me remind you that where two or more gathered, he's right there. And so I hope you had a chance to connect with him during that worship time. And as you can see now, the entire South Beach Church staff is here gathered to be with us on this Sunday. And we pre-recorded this on a Thursday at the church. Look at, we're at the church right now. You'll be back here at the church one day soon. And I just want to read to you those verses that we just went over quickly before we go into this panel discussion, kind of with the team that God has assembled here at South Beach Church. And here are the verses that I really want to emphasize. Nehemiah said this to the guys and gals that were there in those days, 500 years before Jesus, 2,500 years ago, in their time of trouble, in their time of building. And this is his words. He said, therefore, I positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings. And I set the people according to their families with their swords and their spears and their bows. And I looked and arose and I said to the nobles, to the leaders and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. And I love the great book of Nehemiah because it's not just about Nehemiah. He wrote the book and he was the guy that God rose up to rebuild the walls, but he couldn't do it himself. As a matter of fact, you know if you've read the rest of the book, he does it in 52 days. And the only way you can do something that crazy is number one, if it's God's will, but number two, if it's done by God's people. And so today we have the staff here and our goal is to encourage the body of Christ because we can't gather right now. We will gather one day. We're going to be back together and youth groups will be meeting and life groups will be meeting in the interim right now and Sunday school will be gathering and worship teams will be happening and all that stuff. But right now we wanted to encourage you that the church isn't here at South Beach in the building but the church is on the move. The church is still doing things. Just as we saw in the book of Nehemiah, there's men and women positioned in front of their own homes doing things. And so we got the whole staff here. And in order that you would get to know everybody, I want to introduce everybody all at once. So guys, say your names all at once. Ready? Marty. 
<laughs> Let's try that again. Just kidding. That was your one shot. Hey, here's the deal, though. We're so excited. We've, I've seen God grow this church from a handful of volunteers and, and a couple of staff guys and maybe 20 or 30 people back in 2010. And then it went to about 30 or 40 people and 50 or 60. And I remember it got to 75 people. And I used to play the djembe a lot. I would play the djembe. And on stage, you can see everyone. And I would be playing the djembe and counting. And I could only get to 75 before I'd lose my count and mess up the djembe. And the Lord said, you can pick one or the other. You can either play djembe well or count the people. Stop counting them. And I stopped counting. And since then, God has continued to bless the church. And every time I look at our staff and our volunteer base, and every person that comes to church here at nine o'clock or 11 o'clock or six o'clock, I remember, I remember all the last 10 years. I remember every, every year of it and every week we came together and I see the story of the men and women that God has called and chosen to be a part of our, our small little church. There's churches all up and down the coast and churches are, are, they're part of our family, but this is, this is South Beach Church. And so uh, I wanted to today share the excitement with my friends here as we've all been quarantining and sheltering in place and hosting watch parties and doing things, but we also have job descriptions and, and responsibilities that we are fulfilling here at the church and look forward to doing in the future. So one of the things though we're super excited about is our life groups, our watch groups, and our opportunity to keep growing. As you guys know, just on Thursday, Governor Brown uh, allowed Lincoln County to move into phase one of our reopening. Just phase one, which means 25 people or less with restrictions are now allowed to do things normally. And so with that in mind, I'm gonna look to Pastor Adam Durkin first to kind of just give us a little bit of insight and update of what's been going on and what we can look forward to in the future. As you guys know, Pastor Adam oversees our life groups. He oversees our young adult groups. He also oversees our mission groups. And so I wanted to talk a little bit today about, he also oversees our Celebrate Recovery group, which has been Zooming every Tuesday at 6.45. So I'm just gonna turn it over to Adam and we're gonna talk about our life groups and the participation our staff has had in those groups as well. Yeah, so basically what we're doing, and uh, we gave an announcement a couple days ago, a little bit of what we're doing, but what we're really excited about is um, over the next couple of weeks, we're really going to be pushing our life groups and watch parties. And, and those are two different things. And I want to kind of explain that our life groups are already pretty established with um, facilitators, with hosts. And some of those groups are actually going to be gathering, um, meeting back up um, this week and the next couple of weeks and going over our discussion questions and the things that um, actually Pastor Luke um, he sends out uh, right after the, um, usually the next day. And so we're kind of exploring, um, doing it digitally, doing it a different way. Um, but watch parties are, are, are different. And we encouraging people to gather, to get their neighbors or their loved ones, or even just reach out um, to do watch parties. And what that is, is I know that I have a home, I have neighbors, and I watch the service myself on Sunday mornings. And what if I just started inviting people over um, to watch at nine o'clock, or maybe we wanna sleep in a little bit and just watch at 11, um, and just be able to do that together. Um, because me, I've been living, I, I'm, I'm, I'm single. I'm the only single guy up here. and. Most it's been hard. Most eligible bachelor in Lincoln <laughs> County. 100%. 100%. Um, but it's been hard being a single guy. And, and now that we're able to open up um, and legally we're allowed to have um, people and 
what an awesome way it would be to invite people over to just participate in that way um, where we don't have to go through the questions, but maybe it's just watching the service together um, and just encouraging each other. Uh, we do some worship there, but what's awesome is that our church is producing worship and sending it to us. And so, um, yeah, just an awesome thing that we're doing. Um, Pastor Bo and I probably in the next week or so are going to be um, putting together um, opportunities for you to um, go on our website and say and find um, an opportunity to host, an opportunity to look for um, how to get involved with one in different ways like that. So it's kind of what we're we're doing right now. It's awesome, and I think um, the Lord is so unique and brilliant in His directives. He just knows best, like Father knows best. And the early church started from home to home, and the temple was where the Jewish um, people worshiped God and even Jesus worshiped in the temple and the temple was a mass gathering place and, and, and they did that and even in Acts chapter 3 and 4 they went to the temple to pray the mass gathering place but the, the discipleship the real growth and the, the real opportunity for fellowship and real camaraderie it, it, I mean I'm, I love big church like, don't get me wrong like I love big church and worshiping with the people and ah, but iron sharpens iron and when, in those intimate settings where, uh, you know, four or five or six or seven or, or, or 10 or 12 or, or, or 25 or less are gathered together, uh, it's just so powerful. It's so, and God, God is so cool because he said, it's biblical. He said, that's what I want. But, but a lot of us don't do that because we, we just go to the big gatherings. They're so fun. And I spoon feed people and, and, and Pastor Ryan leads us in worship and it's powerful. But the real assimilation, which is to, apply the truth that you just heard has to happen, I think, in, in kind of a, a smaller setting. And so I, while God directed us to do that, now during this next phase of, you know, quarantine, uh, it's kind of your, your best bet. It's your best choice. And so our church is highly committed to uh, doing that and producing life group questions and, and watch party invitations. And, and as, as uh, Adam mentioned, Pastor Bo and himself are going to be creating content where you can go on our website, southbeachchurch.org, and kind of find out more information on, on hosting a watch group. Like, how could I do that? Should I, how do I do that well? Do you have resources for me and links and maybe even some tips and some, you know, some YouTube videos I can watch on how to how to do that. So I'm super excited about that. Now, Marty, you and Nancy were doing this kind of watch party before things got super hot and heavy and it got down to like 10 or less and it, things were a little more free uh, seven weeks ago. You know, uh, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I actually wanted to mention to you that before, and I'm going to actually let uh, my wife, Nancy, um, kind of describe how it went uh, for those two times that we met. But I just want to mention a difference, I think, in between uh, what we're calling a watch party on a Sunday morning and a life group. I think a, a, a watch party, basically, you just invite whoever you want to come over and uh, you enjoy the message together. It's a little bit less intimidating than a life group. I think part of the challenge a lot of people face in getting involved in a life group is because you have to, you feel like you have to uh, bear your soul, you know, that kind of a thing. And a lot of people are intimidated by that. A watch party on Sunday morning, I think, is really cool because it allows us to have the freedom to, to come and go. If you don't want to come this, the next week, uh, that's fine. Because the, the main thing is we're 
two things actually is we're watching the message yeah. and uh, which is we want to do that anyway we want to hear what what the lord's given to pastor luke on the sunday morning we're listening to that and then afterwards we get to just get to have a little bit of time to get to know people and that we had didn't really know that well which is a key part of developing relationships and which is so important which is one of the challenges with challenges with meeting on sunday morning we, we, we come, we do our thing, we hear the message, we worship the Lord, but there's not a whole lot of connection. So anytime we can get connection outside of a Sunday morning is really important, but the watch party kind of kind of uh, de-escalates the, uh, maybe the social intensity that could be there. So anyway, we, we did it a couple of times before we couldn't meet any longer, and I'll let you describe that. Um, well, first of all, we just looked around in our neighborhood, and there's several people that we knew from Walport um, and surrounding areas. And so I just caught a hold of everybody and saw, you know, who was available, who would like to come. Of course, everybody came and they lingered because, you know, and I think they'd linger even more now because everybody's been so isolated and and I think it's going to be so fun and celebratory because um, we're just going to be happy to see each other. And so uh, we even had a meal together one of the times that we met afterwards and um, just fellowshiped and just hang out. And so you can be creative in that and uh, and maybe seek out some people that you have not sought out before in your neighborhood. That would be good. Um, or tell your neighbors to invite their friends, uh, even if they're not Christians. So We had also uh, had planned on uh, doing communion the following week, but that was when things uh, closed down. So that's there's, you can you can have freedom to do what you want to do, what the Lord leads you to do. It can be really relaxed and enjoyable, I think. I think um, one other aspect, too, like the, the directives. God tells us to, to dwell with each other in, in fellowship. And it's not always easy, as we already pointed out. But the Lord also tells us to go into all the world and to uh, teach people, to walk in the commandments of the Lord. And not everyone's a, an amazing orator, a great teacher. So one of the cool backdrops of being able to watch our services online. It's not only people are streaming from all over the world that we have not been able to reach um, up until this time of online church that's kind of gone uh, bigger than our original borders, but now people can say, you know what, I want to evangelize my neighbor or my kids, or I don't really know how. Oh, I'll just invite them over, and, and I'm just going to hit play, 9, 11, and 6 on Sunday, or, or post, post play. I'm just going to play it. And I can just sit back there and let Pastor Luke, you know, make them all mad at him and they, he can deal with it, you know, or whatever the case is. So it's a, such a, um, if, you're, if you're growing right now in the Lord, and that's the hope, is that the Lord will produce fruit in you, but he wants more fruit. And so this idea of fellowship and, and discipleship, you're, you're not done yet. He wants more. He wants more fruit. And this idea of letting your light shine and, and evangelizing, if you've let one person know about Jesus in your entire life, it might be time to you know, let this shake up cause you to produce more fruit and actually let the, let the light come out, let the salt come out of the shaker. So we want to make every tool possible at South Beach so you can make that happen at your own house. And I'll tell you what, man, it's nuts. The Holy Spirit will show up if you start to step out. 
the Lord will firm up the waters when you step out on those waters and you invite your neighbors over and you're going to see what the Lord was behind this the whole time and people's hearts are soft and it's so rad. And uh, going to a life group, though, is um, not easy for everybody. And some people were doing life groups before all this happened. Sarah Yardley over here uh, goes to the Giffords life group. And I know you guys bounce around and Jen Metcalf kind of hosts that from time to time. And if you guys hosted it, too, or just just the Metcalfs and the, the Giffords. Jen and Melissa, yeah. You guys are starting tomorrow? Yes, we're finally opening back up. And I think there's like 10 of us and then there's always tons of our kids. And we're just like really happy to get back together. And I've been to that life group before and the kids running around is, uh, and every life group's different. I've been to lots of different life groups. I've been to ones where you don't bring your kids because it's like you're at the, you know, the library at the White House, like, whoa, you know, that's fine, that's fine. And then there's other life groups where it's like, I don't know if we're gonna get to the questions or not because it's just nonsense. But that's, that's what I, I personally, I love life groups because most of us are living our lives. It's just life, like nobody's perfect. And whenever a life group leader or a watch party hosts, contacts me freaking out and they say, we got to cancel, we're sick. I just smile, like, cool. We, we, we usually can't cancel church, although we have been <laughs> recently. But, but you, a life group, it happens, man. It, there's no pressure there because we get a chance to then love each other through the rapids of life. And uh, so we're super excited about that. Can we, I say something, one, one thing about that? Yep. With the kids, um, we have a, um, a group that's meeting right now with, um, they're doing the watch party every Sunday. And there's lots of kids that gather. And what they're doing is they're actually taking one person, one adult, and they're taking the material that Bo's putting out with the with the Sunday school, and they're actually teaching Sunday school to those kids. Wow. And so we're able to, to actually, in that time, have Sunday school at watch parties because we don't want the kids to have to suffer for this as well So um, during this time because that that growth is so important so um this this one watch party they yeah they like i they have a volunteer that say i'll take the kids this week they take that material and they use that so they can also do that for the for the life groups as well which is awesome thing it's such a good idea and my wife and i were talking about the sunday school material that is uh being produced on our website and it's on our facebook page and there's ways you can get that content emailed to you every single week and we were just talking about how how awesome that is. Not everyone takes advantage of that, you know, but if you want to keep your kids moving forward or if you want to have a watch party and you're like, what do we do with these kids? Print out the, the things. Uh, I can't remember, what's the, what's the website Bo you use for the, um, uh, the YouTube videos? It's called uh, like uh, Go and Pro or up, up Orange. Orange Theory. Is that what it is or what is uh, it? The curriculum, yeah, yeah, is Think Orange. Think Orange, that's right. And yeah, we put, we put I send an email, a newsletter out every week, Friday, usually Saturday morning. Um, and it goes out with links to all the videos and the content for that specific uh, lesson for yeah. that week. And then also a direct link on our website. And, and also, I mean, download the Parent Q app. There's an app for our curriculum and it's, yeah, it's called the Parent Q app. And now do they find that on the, on the app store? Parent yep, Q? Yeah, Q-U-E? Any, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, Parent Q-U-E. Uh, the app and you, they send you push notifications all the time wow. and it tells you like how many days it breaks it down even to like how many days you have left with your kid before they basically turn 18 and wow. supposedly move out of the house um, and so yeah and yeah it gives you a bunch of content to like help disciple your kids yeah, and, really and cool. Pastor Bo runs our Sunday school program here at South Beach and uh, Katrina Thomas helps out uh, tremendously and there's a whole host of volunteers. It's really incredible. Nine o'clock, 11 o'clock and six o'clock and, and we produce the gospel here every single Sunday. And so a lot of parents really rely on 
that um, gospel um, offering here at South Beach Church for their kids. And now a lot of the parents are like, who's going to teach my kids? And, and they don't feel qualified as teachers. And so what you, it's actually pretty easy to teach curriculum. It's pretty easy to, to go through a video. So-and-so was what I was trying to come up with, the so-and-so videos on YouTube. And it's pretty easy to do it. So as a parent, if you've been wondering, what does the Lord want you to do during this time? Your kids are home and man, you want your kids out of there, don't you? But they're there. And so wouldn't it be radical on Sundays or sometime during the week, even invite your neighborhood kids over, go to the southbeachchurch.org and, and get on the, um, the uh, email list every week and go through that stuff and redeem this time for your kids' sake and for the sake of the responsibility that God's given to you over that. So I'm so thankful, Bo. And that also reminds me of our youth group. Uh, we have middle school and youth group that usually meets on Wednesdays here at South Beach Church. And uh, Pastor Rory oversees that. And uh, he's been producing online content and, and a little bit of uh, attempts to meet with social distancing and all the rest. So tell us how, what the struggles have been and the highlights for uh, the youth group so far. Yeah, absolutely. So we have the middle school and high school meeting on, on Wednesday nights, or, or we did. And then we had Sunday nights. We, we would call that salt and light. And that was going in deeper. And so right now, on, on Thursday nights, we're having our Bible study. And we're actually going to be soon, we're going to be separating middle school and high school. And we're going to do you know separate Bible studies. On Sunday nights, we have game nights. And you know we actually had a meeting last night. Um, and we're going to be stepping it up. We're going to be doing activities weekly. We're going to have different leaders leading um, different activities like fishing. Um, Sarah might be leading some girls in painting nails. I mean, wow. you never know. And then um, we're really trying to amp up our Instagram uh, and Facebook page, you know, at South Beach Youth. And uh, we're trying to get content daily out. And, and that's videos, that's posts, you know, stories. And, and so, yeah, we're, we're still trying to, you know, navigate, you know, how we're going to, to grow in it. But but yeah, it's it's been good. And, and you know, just the, the struggle of of not um, being in person mm -hmm. is, is pretty difficult for for kids. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's hard, you know, and and I know stresses, you know, anxiety, depression levels, you know, are, are, are high. And, you know, and this this generation is is, you know, dealing with a lot. And, you know, we can always say, hey, our, our generation was tough. You know, we, we didn't have this. We didn't have that. And, and I can even say that, you know, over, over a decade ago. But I also see, you know, just the, the troubles and, and just the constant comparison and, you know, everything at your fingertips can seem like it's a good thing. But I also see that, you know, it's, it's trouble, you know, and it, it can, you know, be messy. And so, yeah, we're, we're trying to reach out to kids. You know, we have stuff planned and um yeah so so it's 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 fun but yeah it's it's a challenge it's a <laughs> challenge and the thing is is everyone is in the same storm together this is a storm man we all have different boats not not, not everyone's in the same boat there everyone's got a different situation but we're all in the same storm and the, the real goal in every church is to reach out to the youth, to the kids, to, uh, to the people of that church. So, so I'm so thankful for Pastor Rory and his team and our middle school and youth group. And when um, the governor recently made the phase one um, approval, uh, 25 or less, my son Noah, he's 12, he looked at me and he his, <laughs> eye, his eyes kind of squinted. He's like, he's like, what, youth group? What, Wednesday nights? And he got all excited about it because, man, he just started going to youth group last year and earlier this year and he's just fired up for his friends 
friends and for his kids. And uh, Rory did a, a, a group, kind of a warm entry level group where we met outside on a sunny day and we self or we uh, did the six foot radius, but there was like 25 kids that showed up on that Thursday night to listen to music and play games. We didn't touch nobody and we used tongs to feed them pizza, you know, and we did it right, you know. And, but I was, so, I was like, dude, no one's gonna show up because we're all, we're all disconnected. And a bunch of people showed up. So I'm so thankful for um, our, our high school, middle school and our Sunday school outreaches. And these guys are working hard. And the whole idea of having this panel here is um, to encourage you guys. We're doing our best. And really to have that grace toward the people next to you and that you work with and, and really even our, our, our local government and our upper government and our national government, to have that, man, that, that grace because we're all doing our best and to be encouraged and then to ask yourself this question because it's easy to be an armchair referee and just tell people that's a foul, you know, or whatever, you know, it's easy. But to get in the game and to do stuff and to, to help out somewhere. And, and when the church comes back together, there's going to be opportunities to run cameras and run sound and run lights and help out with Sunday school and youth group. And speaking of camera lights and sound, man, we have some of the best technical teams I have seen at a church of our size on the Oregon coast, mainly run by Pastor Esai and his team of technicians as well. And Esai, um, let's all give Esai one clap doing such a great job, man. And actually, I want to just ask you, what have you learned during this time? And what are you excited about when we come out of this? Because we've had to do totally new things that have actually been uncomfortable, possibly, and forced us into new rhythms. But we can take those into the future with us. And it's God's divine, like, grace to say, no, no, this is going to be a good thing. So what have been some of the challenges and some of the things you look for the future? I think uh, some of the challenges for me personally, I've been switching over from just a live, like mm. the energy level yeah. of like being able to do it live. Yeah. Like I have to do it now and I have to be prepared yep. as opposed to making a lot more plans mm -hmm. and we're changing locations. So every time we change the location, everything changes. Wow. You know, uh, it's just a lot more dynamic. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot more things to think about and actually Ryan is like really good at doing that and yeah. uh, he, actually Ryan's been taking point on most of the stuff uh, really all of it yeah but uh, I am looking forward to uh, I we started to build up uh, expand our team you guys know who you are but uh, we do have more volunteers but I when we come back I'm ready to have even more volunteers than just those uh, we're going to get a little more dynamic with uh, camera movement, and uh, I want to have uh, more sound people, uh, somebody doing just lights, somebody that will just mix for the musicians for their monitors, and then somebody who mixes exclusively for the stream. And we're also uh, splitting up the video uh, in-house and the stream. We're going to have two separate systems just because there's different needs and uh, we can definitely do a lot more. Basically, we're, we're trying to make the stream feel more like you are here in the congregation with us. Yeah, that's our that's our main goal. And so and I think it's awesome because we've been forced into that. We've been forced to grow. We're always trying to innovate. We're always I mean, we're, we're a progressive church in that way. We're if we see something that's working better than the way we're doing it, we're not we're not proud. We're going to humble ourselves and, and adjust. But we've had to adjust in huge ways, in uncomfortable ways. And uh, as Isai mentioned, going offsite and, and setting up sound and, and all of it over and over again, it's been a real challenge, but it has grown us and given us an excitement level that, man, let's make the best 
best possible product we can so that way people can have the best experience they can it, it, with all the parameters and all the, uh, the other day we were praying and I think it was Pastor Bo as a staff, we were praying and, and, and Bo led out this prayer because we were praying for the Sunday service coming up. He said, Lord, thank you for technology, which I think is an interesting prayer because technology, if you're going to be super simplistic, is it's, it's kind of a curse, man. Everything's, uh, you know, we all know the dangers of technology, but man, you redeem it, redeem it and you make it the best possible. For Jesus, and when you look at this cast right here, this this crew, these workers, these guys and gals, man, I look around, I'm just looking at them right now, and I get, dude, these guys all work for peanuts. Okay, no one's getting rich here, and yet they're all willing to do whatever it takes. There's a phrase we use here at South Beach Church called AHOD, A H O D, and it means all hands on deck. And when we have events, we call them AHOD events, which means it doesn't matter if you're the Sunday school pastor, or if you're the youth pastor, if you're the worship pastor, it's an AHOD event. We care where we might be specialists in certain areas where this is what we do and no one else can do this and I'm going to do this. But I'm also a generalist. I care about the gospel. I care about the website. I care about the reach. I care about the kids. I care about the counseling. I care about the bills. And we have an accountability team with our elders and our board. And we have all these people. And we, we just, I love seeing the unique gifts that come to the table here. And as a matter of fact, uh, before we just keep talking a little bit longer, uh, it's so fun to be real. So, so right now, Pastor Adam, he actually is overseeing our young adult group. And I'm going to actually ask him to leave right now because he has to go to that. Right now we're filming. I'm going to dismiss him. So he's going to get up and bounce. Adam, is that where you're going right now? Yeah, to the that's young, where I'm going right dude, now. Dude, he's going to the young so, adult group. Uh, They're meeting at his house. Before I go, can, yeah. I, can yeah. I brag on most of you guys at uh, five in the morning on Sunday morning were either waking up or sound mm. asleep. And Esai was still uploading the service. And yep. that's the commitment that I like. I love to see that. Yeah everyone's like pulling their weight some some their jobs are obviously way more but um just way more obvious and you can just see what they're doing um but then there's that stuff though it wouldn't have happened like we wouldn't have had church uh, except for people's talents and gifts are coming together so yep. it's really cool to see so so anyways cool. just want to brag on you i appreciate so. that all right Adam, go, get guys. Out of here, guys. Dude. go to there go go but why don't you scoot over and jump in his chair uh, this is all good. We're just going to keep filming. We're not going to cut any of this. It's going to be great. Hey, one of the things um, that I also wanted to talk about, I remember the very first uh, March 12th, Thursday, when we decided it was a big decision. Dude, we're going, we're going post-production. We're going, or, or we're going, we're not going to have people at church. And we, we actually went live that day, the, the next Sunday. And we didn't know what we were doing. Nobody did. And we're still learning, as you can tell what we're doing. But I remember I was talking to Pastor Ryan, our worship pastor, and he said, hey, I've got this idea for worship during this uh, not meeting live in person uh, church service, these online services. And I, I was busy. I was like, okay, well, well, that's, you know, hopefully it's a good idea. And, and, and he said, well, let me put something together. And he put something together. I think it was the very next day. And then on Saturday, we were here getting ready for our live shot. And he said, do you want to see what I put together yesterday? It was just a couple days. And I said, yeah, go ahead and play it. And so they put on the two songs that him and Tiffany recorded on stage just the day before, 48 hours before we needed it. And I was sitting there worshiping and I began to cry for a few reasons. Number one, it was worshipful and I felt the Holy Spirit's pleasure and I felt the presence of God and I was able to just instantly enter in. It was, it was kind of crazy. And then secondly, because I saw something being produced right in front of my eyes, like, 
this wealth, this, this value, this riches, kind of like when uh, a diamond is, is produced or discovered within the, the rubble. It's, whoa, it's magical, it's mysterious, it's, it's crazy, it doesn't make sense. So as this was happening, I was realizing this is so good. I'm kind of a critical person. And I had imagined, well, it's going to be, you know, it'll be all right. But it was so good. I just want to, I just want to brag on, on Ryan and his worship team and what God has put in him and is now extracting from him during this time. And Pastor Ryan's been our worship pastor now for a while, and, and he loves to work with various teams and various musicians, and we have the big sound, you know, with all the stuff, and then there's the intimate, just the six-string guitar, and, and it, we can do it all, and the Lord's in it all. And so, Pastor Ryan, thank you so much for how God has been using you. And do you have anything you wanna maybe share about the, the worship experience that God has been allowing you to walk in week in and week out? And it's been a little different here and a little bit different there, but uh, it's just been, a, it's been amazing to watch and it's been amazing to participate in because it's such a fine balance of performance, we all know this, and experience. And we want to experience the Lord. And if you read the scriptures, man, the Lord is into worship and he digs it. And he's into a variety of instruments and a variety of sounds and a variety of ways. And he likes the big orchestra and he likes the small, still, small voice. And so um, I just have been um, really enjoying uh, our worship and just want to thank you, Ryan. So tell us a little bit about some of the things that God's been showing you and the things he's put on your heart for worship at our church. Um, yeah, you know, one of the, th sorry, I, I'm not good at this. I'm going to start over. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to keep that in. <laughs> uh, one of the, things I wanted to to keep uh, that came from when we were meeting in the congregation mm -hmm. with the congregation um, was that authentic realness of the Holy Spirit entering in and and during worship yeah. and during this time in COVID yeah. um, a lot of people including myself and and a lot of us um, just not really knowing what's going to happen especially in the very beginning when mm -hmm. when things were really crazy and none of us knew what was going on um, I wanted to remind our people and anybody else watching that praise is our weapon. Yeah. It's it's our weapon, just like Jehoshaphat sent out the the um, worshipers first, and God fought their battles. Yeah. Um, I you know that's that's really all I'm trying to do is yep. is to create that moment of God. I just I'm gonna surrender everything to you, and I'm gonna trust in you um, in this moment, and I'm just gonna enter into your presence yep. right now, which is a true privilege. So. For me, um, and, and it's a lot of work to, the production side of it is a lot of work, um, but it, to me it's so worth it when you get to sit in your living room, yeah. worship with your family, yeah. and just praise the Lord, so. It is beyond worth it, and it is incredibly powerful. And it's a challenge because uh, you're an artist and, and you've got you know training, and there is that production side. And when, I, when, you, when you even hear that, if you're super highly religious and critical, you, you know, whatever. But the reality is, it's a, it's a gift done in secret to, to the Lord and to his body. And if you read the Old Testament, when they were constructing the tabernacle and the temple, man, there was so many details and so much production in order to just to get it, listen, just right. So that way it could be perfect for the Lord's presence. So when, when you were there, you would sense his presence. And that is our goal. And, and God is in the presence of the masses and but he's also right there on your little iPod and your little phone and when you're just watching these services. And, and I'm so thankful that you have that heart to want to create that and capture that. And, uh, and I think we all have that heart, you know, and I tried to play guitar one time and it didn't work. And, 
you know, so to be able to do it, to have the heart and to be able to do it are two separate things. And um, I'm just so thankful again for the, the, the team that God has assembled. Nehemiah received a call from God to go to Jerusalem and to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And when he got there, the Bible says, we saw that in chapter two, that he three days just looked. He didn't tell anybody why he was there. He just looked. And then when he finally, he was just maybe letting the spirit do the work. And I can't convince any one of these, I can't convince Esai to stay up till five in the morning, making sure that these premiere videos are ready on YouTube and the watch parties are ready on Facebook. And, and it's the Lord who convicts us. Paul said it this way. He said, the love of Christ compels us. It's when, you, when, when Christ has touched you, he's changed your heart and, and you've experienced his love and you look at yourself in the mirror and you look at your rear view mirror and you realize the two don't match up and God loves me even though I've been and even though I've gone and, and you say, Lord, here am I, send me. What do you want from me? And I could tell each one of these guys and gals story. I could tell it verbatim and with great detail of how God brought them here to South Beach Church. And most of it doesn't make any dang sense. It doesn't make any sense that they would be here for such a time as this, except that this is the Lord's church. And he declared in Matthew chapter 16, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail. And Jesus Christ, he's the author and finisher, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the great I am, and he knows what he's doing. And I'm so humbled to even be a part. And here's our, our whole goal and desire today in addition to every day, every single post we do on Facebook, every single video, every single engagement we put online, it's just to connect you, okay, to one another and to connect you to a spirit. He's doing stuff. He's not done. He's not, last time I checked, there it is. I still got a pulse. And if you got a pulse, you got a purpose. And we want to invite you guys to get excited. We don't know what the future holds. We don't know what phase one will bring or phase two or phase three or all this. This, man, just keep looking around me and like, this is crazy. We're all in the same storm. It is crazy, but we can do what we can do, which is to continue to draw near to the Lord. Let him expose your heart. I don't know if you're like me, but I've had some not so proud moments in the last two and a half months. I'm just like, man, I wish I was more spiritual or had more to offer. And I just don't. And the Lord has taken that time to say, Luke, I want to take you deeper. I want to do more in you so I can do more through you. And so God wants to raise you up. He wants to continue to raise us up and use us. It's not just one Nehemiah or just a couple people behind the scenes. It is a whole host of folks. So here's what I'm gonna do now. I'm gonna pray for South Beach Church. I'm gonna pray for this team. I'm gonna pray for our ministries. And if I'm honest, right here in this moment, it's Thursday at 6.07 p.m. You're watching whenever you're watching. But in this very moment, part of me is freaking out because I don't know what the future holds. I really, I don't. And it's so chaotic and, and yet I know who holds the future. I truly do. And at that point, like Paul in the book of Philippians chapter four, who said, I've been up and I've been down and I've been in, I've been out, I've been big, I've been small. One thing I've learned is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you need to believe that. No matter where you're at right now, maybe you recently got laid off. Maybe you're not laid off, but your business isn't opening anytime soon. Or, or, or maybe you've made some bad decisions in the last nine weeks as well, and, and you just can't believe you did that. Or, or, or whatever is going on in your life, you need to believe, whether up or down or in or out or off or on, you too can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. 
That's the only reason why we get up in the morning. That's the only reason why we keep showing up to our jobs. None of us are, let me look, nope, none of us are trained professionals. <laughs> We're all highly skilled volunteers that get a small paycheck. So there's hope for all of us to just let the Lord use you right where you're at. So I'm going to say a prayer and uh, just ask the Lord to do whatever he wants. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, we honor you, we look to you, we love you. Because of your great love, your great generosity toward us, your great benevolence and kindness. Lord, that you sought us out and you loved us just the way we are in that we were while sinning, Christ died for us. Your love is so demonstrated, Lord, lavishly on the cross. And yet you love us so much, you say, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take away your stony heart and I'm gonna give you a heart of flesh. I'm gonna give you a soft heart. I'm gonna do a new work in you. And so Jesus, would you continue to do that? Would that be the hope that the world is seeing, finding and looking for? Lord, our hope is not in the local government or the state government or federal government. Lord, we're just a bunch of men and women. Our hope is in heaven. And would you help us to have that mindset? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, even as it is in heaven. So Lord, use this church, South Beach, and all of the churches up and down the coast, Lord, here in Newport. What a great town. What a great county. Lord, our friends all the way down to Reedsport and Yahats and Florence, Lord, and Walport and everyone up and in between into Otis and Lincoln City and Depot Bay and Lincoln Beach. Lord, all the guys and gals that go to church here and inland to Toledo and Logsdon and Solettes, Lord, and even Eddieville and Philomath. We've got people we love over there, Lord. And just bless us, we pray. And I thank you for my friends here. Pastor Adam driving back to his house in Walport, Lord, right now. Just bless him and the young adults, Lord, and all that you've done. And I pray, God, for the people watching and just getting through this. Right now, you, would you just put your trust in Jesus? Just trust him. Even if you've messed up or the people next to you are messed up or it's all messed up, Jesus isn't. He's not done yet. He has a plan and he wants to bring diamonds out of the rough. So Lord, would you bless my friends and family. Thank you for all you've done. We trust you, Jesus. Give us wisdom. We do pray for continued protection against the coronavirus. In Jesus' name, we just plead the blood of Jesus over our body, mind, and spirit. Lord, keep us safe and healthy. Help us to walk, Lord, with circumspection and Lord, to know when to social distance and know when to mask up and know when to give an elbow tap and all that, Lord, just give us wisdom. We love you so much. Thank you for all you've done. We expect you, Lord, because it's what you do to do even more for your glory, Lord, and for our good. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said? Amen and amen. We love you guys. God bless you. Hey, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a selfie, okay, of yourself or a picture of your watch party or your watch group this week. And I want you to send it to southbeachchurch at gmail.com. Okay, whenever you watch or do whatever you do and you gather, send it to us and we're going to put together a compilation of all those pictures coming in of you guys watching the services with the people that you're allowed to watch with now. You can email us at southbeachchurch at gmail.com. If you have any questions or want to connect, all of our resources are available at southbeachchurch.org. We love you guys very much. We soon hope to be back together. And until then, Jesus is real. God bless you guys. We'll see you on the other side. Everyone say goodbye. Love you guys. God bless you. Bye.